Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Guys, you've probably heard me mention lately that I'm overseas, and I, and guess what? I've been over here meeting lots of fans of Beautiful Anonymous. It makes me really thankful for this show. And one of the things I'm most thankful for is I get to tell you about DKMS.org, a really great organization. Beautiful stories make the world go around. So does saving a life. Register today to donate to a blood cancer patient who needs you to give them a second chance at life. You'll receive a swab kit in the mail, swab your cheeks, send the samples back, and you're good to go. Register today at dkms.org slash beautiful, that's B-E-A-U-T-I-F-U-L, or text STORIES to 50555 for more information. Message and data rates may apply, and I really hope people sign up for this one. Such a kind thing to do. So guys, imagine this. It's night one of 26 of my run at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I got four reviewers in the house. I need to feel confident. What do I do? I put on Mack Weldon, my favorite underwear. It's smartly designed with premium fabrics. It's so comfortable. And not just their underwear, their socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants too. You can even buy a certain line, the silver underwear line and the shirt line. That, that helps you not smell. That's great. And if you don't like your first pair, keep it. They'll refund you. No questions asked. They want you to be comfortable not just wearing it, but buying it. They look good. They perform well. Big fan. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using promo code BEAUTIFUL. How do you say beautiful stories from anonymous people in French? What she said. What a caller did not say. Listen to find out what that means. One hour. One phone call. No names. And no hold barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. to hear a call all the way from Paris, France. Hello to any Parisians listening. Got a call from a lady walking the streets of Paris who tells us all about uh, time and space and sex and love, as she puts it, and then it goes many places beyond that. So keep listening. Enjoy the call. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hello? Hey. Hey, this is Chris. Yeah, yeah, it's Chris. How are you? Hey, Chris. How are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm uh, walking through the streets of Paris right now talking to you. I can't believe it. It's surreal. The streets of Paris, you say? First ever? Yeah. Yeah. This is going to cost you an arm and a leg. No, 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 because I have a, uh, I have a uh, French cell phone, so it's not costing me a thing. Wow. But I've been uh, listening. You've been keeping me company in Paris for the past month. It's been amazing. That's I've been awesome. listening to your show. It's, it's incredible. So you're just staying in Paris. You're not a Paris resident. Well, I live here in the summers for the past seven summers. I've been living here, but I live in the uh, I live in the U.S. And, uh, How'd you set up that? The year. That yeah. sounds pretty sweet. How'd you set up that that deal? I don't know, and I'm really lucky. Um, <laughs> I have friends here, and uh, I teach uh, during the year, and so I have my to do what I do wherever I can do it, which I write all summer, so I prefer to write in Paris. So you're a teacher in the U.S., like elementary school, high school? No, college. Oh, you're a college professor. So you're living, you're like, yeah. an, you're like an F. Scott Fitzgerald character. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes you're, I fear I am, yep. You're a professor, and then you scoot off to Paris for the summers to, uh, to write the great American novel. Yeah, and to listen to your show. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're you're blaming me. So you're supposed to be over there writing, and now you're blaming me for your procrastination. I see where we're going with this. 
Well, you know, you have to take breaks. And when I, I, I like to have company because it's a solitary pursuit. And so, you know, I listen to you and I'm taking a break. That's awesome. It works well. Thank you. I'm glad to be a part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Is it a novel? You say you're doing writing. Is it a novel? Oh, uh, well, you know, I'm writing things for my job because publish or perish. But yeah, yeah, I have a few unfinished novels in me. Wow. That sounds yeah. stressful, publish or perish. <laughs> Can you get someone to say something in French just so I know you're really in Paris? Sure. Let me go to this cafe on my corner. Oh, that's very French and, right there. Um, very Parisian. Yeah, cafe on the French. corner. Literally every, you just literally say, yeah, there's a cafe on the corner. It's Paris, whatever. <laughs> Could you say something in French to my friend on the phone? No, no. Okay. Well, Merci. I'm convinced. I'm convinced it's France because I've heard those people. I've heard those people are not uh, the nicest all the time. It's the stereotype. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. She was very good. She was very cold, but I think I can. I think I can still manage it. Okay, let's give it I'll one more shot. For you. Let's give it one more shot. Thank you. Yeah, so wait, I'm, I'm in a little bit of a desolate area, so I'll let you know when there's another person. Yeah, don't, uh, let's, not approach, let's not approach any uh, drifters in this desolate area just for my amusement. Let's not, <laughs> you gave it the old college try, <laughs> no pun intended. So what do you want to tell it's me about? It's a here. Um, you know, I've been having some conversations with you in my head, and mm. now... Uh, I don't know. We could talk about we could talk about so many things. We could talk about the uh, we could talk about Paris versus the U.S. We could talk about what's going on in the U.S. right now and what it looks like from here. Or we could talk about love and sex and time and space. So well, many things. I'm down to talk about about all of those love and sex and time and space. You say, yeah, I've been thinking about those, and you know they're very abstract, but you know. Okay, to walk. I have, me. Uh, yeah. Okay. Walk me through these. I'm walking. Okay. Walk you through this as I'm walking through the streets. Yeah, walk. You're um, going to walk through the streets of Paris and tell me about love and sex and time and space. Okay. Well, I've been thinking a lot about uh, something called a chronotope, which is a time-space uh, unit. And what? <laughs> what? A, a chronotope, yeah. So, yeah, it's this thing that... So I heard this talk about um, video game theory, and they were talking about how... Um, and you you exist in a chronotope when you're playing video games. And I thought, well, that's not really just when you're playing video games. That's that's when I'm in Paris versus when I'm in the U.S. It's a completely different time-space continuum, you know? What is so a chronotope? I think we, we all exist in those... Uh, you know, in those chronotopes, and, and and they all have different rules and different, different. Uh, it, it, it's just so different being here, and it, and it doesn't, you know, doesn't uh, coexist with when I when I'm in the U.S. So you have to slow down and tell me what a chronotope is. I don't know what. Okay, so as far as I understand it, it was a very quick talk from this really cool Danish professor. And uh, he, he, a chronotope is basically a, a time-space uh, place. So it's a, it's a space that exists across time. And so he was talking about video games specifically. And so when you're in a, you're playing a video game, you exist in a chronotope, which is not just a space. It's not just a story, because a lot of people say, well a video game is just like a narrative and you're, you're following the narrative. And he said, no, it's more than that. It's a, it's a space where you pass time and that's called a chronotope. So what happens there is different from what happens in a story. You're not just participating in a story. You're actually existing in 
what he calls a chronotope. I guarantee that everyone who listens to this podcast who smokes weed is currently reading the Wikipedia entry for chronotope. Guarantee it. Oh, awesome. 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 Perfect. So you're living. Perfect. I hope they treat and say, I hope they treat and say, oh no, you don't know what a chronotope is. You didn't understand the talk at all. You understand it better <laughs> than any of us. Is. Anybody hearing about this for the first time, you understand it better than us. So that's the, t- that's the time and space, but you said love and sex. So how do you, how do you tie love and sex into the chronotope? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's, that's such a good question, Chris. Well, thank you so <laughs> much, Professor. Um, because love and sex exist differently in different chronotopes. Uh, so, you, you know, I'm, I'm madly in love with my boyfriend who is in the U.S. right now. Uh-huh. And and we FaceTime every day. We talk all the time. But what I'm realizing is that we're in two totally different worlds right now. And so it's it's interesting to try to figure that out. The, you long, know? the long distance. Yeah, it's a long time. I'm here for a long time. So. And are you saying and that... And he was supposed to come here. Is the fact that you're connecting via... Here, so. The fact that you're connecting via FaceTime, is that is that a chronotope? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wow. a whole different chronotope, exactly. I think you get exactly what a chronotope is. It's like the matrix. <laughs> yeah, our the... FaceTime conversation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is. Online worlds. Yeah. yeah. So I'm in three different chronotopes. You're currently in three different chronotopes. How many chronotopes am I in? I guess you and I are in a chronotope via this technology. We are. We are right now. Because, we're in a chronotope. Because we're currently living in a world that we're, we're simultaneously constructing this world between each other, and other people in the future will listen to this world as we're constructing it. So our present is someone else's future while simultaneously being our past. <laughs> chronotope, motherfucker. <laughs> Complex chronotope. This is really is. Yeah, this is like Pascal's. This is like Pascal's chronotope right here. I don't really know what that yeah, reference meant. Yeah. I don't really know who Pascal was. It sounded like a smart thing to say to yeah, a professor. I, I, yeah, yeah, no, I like it. I think we could also name our different chronotopes just Ooh. to you know, to keep them separate. So okay. this could be the Pascal chronotope. Yeah. We're in the Pascal chronotope right now. Everyone listening to it, understand We're, that you're listening to our current present, but by the time you hear it in your future, it is our past chronotope. Yeah. It, we're building the Pascal chronotope. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Listen, that's, this is the, <laughs> we, I think we know the title of this episode. <laughs> okay. So you you got a long distance relationship. Chronotope. Surviving via technology. I you, do. You, you said he was going to come, but he couldn't come to Paris, huh? No, he couldn't come to Paris. Work he was stuff. going to come, and well, he has two businesses and two kids, and so I don't blame him. It was hard to negotiate, and there was a passport issue. Yeah, you know, and I listened to Passport Exodus, and I was trying to tell him how to get to the passport office and, and get it expedited, but. Didn't happen. I'll tell you what. I just had the same exact conversation with my friend Joe Firestone. She said she needed a passport quick. I was like, Joe, you got to listen to my. Now I know you don't support my work. I know you don't listen to my podcast. Right? Now. Yeah. Right? No, she totally doesn't because yeah. now I know how to get a passport. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Um. Well, that's good. so. How? Yeah. I guess. I guess. I mean, your boy. Your boyfriend's got the kids. He's got the businesses. I get. I get that he can't uh, take off to Paris. Is that? Is that like? making you feel guilty or weird or anything? A little bit, a little bit, because, you know, he knows that I've been doing this every year for a long time. Yeah. And uh, he says, are you going to, are you going to keep doing this? And I said, well, yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep doing it as long as I can. I have friends here. I have a life here. I'm trying to buy an apartment here, which is crazy. Wow. So you want to become full Parisian uh, someday? I don't think that can happen, but I can be fake Parisian. I can be Parisian in, in some some chronotope. I can be a chronotopical Parisian, maybe. Wow, wow! I think I yeah. get it. That's uh, but you, so you're not yeah. you don't, you're not you're no. not ever planning on living there full time. 
Hello? Um, in the U.S. And hello, can you hear me? Yeah, you, you, dropped, you dropped out for a second, but I got you now. Okay. Um, I have family in the U.S., and yeah. my mother's not doing great. Uh, she's getting older. So, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. I would never get yeah. out to Paris Got full it. time. But Got it. As long as, long as I can swing the summer, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So love and sex and time and space. Time, I, I, now wait, I'm going to call you on something. Yeah. You've talked about, we've talked about <laughs> time and space, and now we've touched on love. Yeah. You, you've not talked about sex. I know, right? I caught that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, Everything gets addressed inside Pascal's no, chronotope. <laughs> that's that's another hard thing having you know chronotope sex is different from you know real time sex so like, in the in the pascal chronotope it's you know more difficult to you know <laughs> it, it's hard to be away for the whole summer when you're in love with your boyfriend who you can't have real sex with that's, got it that's you know yeah we were getting a little lost part. in the chronotope metaphor there and then you broke it down in much simpler terms <laughs> i get that Okay, did I? Good. Yeah, it's Good. you get a. Yeah. It's hard to uh, who to who who. If you got a steady boyfriend, you you got a steady thing going. Who wants to just walk away from that for a few months? It leads to a lot of stress, tension. I know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And chronotope sex. And I just not as fun. We've all had to do it sometimes. No, if everybody's no. been away on business, you get inside <laughs> that Facebook that FaceTime chronotope. It's fun. You feel a little weird as an adult afterwards. Feel a little weird as an adult. You just pray the government's not watching your phone at that moment. That's the thing. Yeah. Who is watching you having chronotopes? Yeah, you got that cross continent. When's that going to come out? You're having that pan-oceanic chronotope. How many people are watching that right now? Yeah, I mean, and then, in the NSA, you don't know. <laughs> let alone you're in Paris, a city that is stereotypically viewed as a very love-filled sexual place, oozing with sexuality. And now you're, uh, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're, you're just uh, trying to get the iPhone at the right angle. <laughs> That's not the most fulfilling. Yeah, it's not as fulfilling as your boyfriend. That's right. It's not as fulfilling as the boyfriend coming over and ditching the kids for a week and then you guys go on some sex romp through Paris. Not as satisfying. Yeah. Sorry I said That's sex romp. That's what I imagined. I mean, this is, is, is virtual right now. My sex life is virtual. That's a virtual sex life. A virtual it's not, sex it's life. It's not the same. It's some not pe- the same, Chris. <laughs> some, people, some people like it. Some people have uh, the bulk of their sex lives are virtual. You hear these stories about people who get like addicted to World of Warcraft and then fall in love online, and then that's they leave their spouses. Right. And then, and then when they meet, they can't handle it. I've heard about that, too, uh-huh. where it, it has to be virtual. Yeah, and when it's when it's real time, real space, it's difficult to to actually figure that out. Yeah, can I ask what subject you teach? Um, I, yeah, I teach a few. I, I teach um, literature, uh-huh. and I teach film, film, and I teach uh, critical theory. Okay, that's an interesting, because I was thinking philosophy, because you dropped chronotope like two and a half minutes into this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. That seems, I don't know. Yeah, the imaginary, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I don't know much, but critical theory sounds like where the chronotope conversations come from, yeah? (laughs) I took literature classes. We didn't talk about any of that bullshit. Yeah, you know, I was at a conference in Amsterdam, and this Danish guy was talking about chronotopes, and I'm pretty sure half the audience, even though they were academics, were stoned uh-huh. uh, because we were in Amsterdam. Yeah. <laughs> we made it a better better talk, but yeah. Yeah. It was a uh, critical theory conference, yeah. That's cool. I don't know what critical theory entails, but it sounds pretty trippy, man. Yeah, it is totally trippy. Is that your favorite one to totally teach? Totally trippy. It is. Well, I love to teach film, too. 
I like that. So literature is the real but, redheaded um, stepchild out, out here. Right. Yeah. The, that's your superpower. You figure out, you figure out things really quick. Yeah. I got my PhD in literature, but I'm all about teaching other things now. Oh, well, thank you for saying I have a superpower. Um, you do. I also may have heard you wrong. Did you say you teach stoned or you were just at this conference stoned or other people were at the conference stoned? Okay. So it was a conference in Amsterdam and this was one of the main talks with this Danish guy talking about chronotope. Uh-huh. And I think that it was late in the afternoon and I think a, a bunch of the, um, the people had gone out yes. in the afternoon in Amsterdam, and people seemed stoned. Yes. People seemed really stoned. I wasn't stoned at the time, okay. but a lot of people seemed stoned. Yes, I understood the story. I was mostly politely trying to bring it back around to see if you were, in fact, stoned, but you cleared that up. <laughs> yeah, you were. No, I, I was not stoned Fair. at the talk. Now, can I be but honest I with you? I was observing other people. I'm going yes? to be honest with you. Please. I hated college. Okay. I hated it. I know. I know. See, this is the thing. Yeah. Like, you hated college, and most of the people that you're talking to hated college. And I'm a college professor, yeah. and I'm so obsessed and into the show and relate so well with all of the people and, and with you and... I thought all of these people hate me. They would hate me if they were in my classroom. No. But in my class, I, I'm kind of the, um, like, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm the, uh, I'm the professor that, that all of the people who hate college, they take my classes. <laughs> and they like you. <laughs> so, so maybe, yeah, they do. That's awesome. They do. I had that professor. Her name was Ann Fabian, <laughs> and I want to say her name because she was at Rutgers when I was, and I think she kept me, I think she kept my head above water for the last six months. I don't think I would have graduated if not yeah. for Professor Anne Fabian of the American Studies Department at Rutgers. And that tells you a lot. I was oh, about to yeah? drop out and I was an American Studies major. That is the height of laziness. American <laughs> Studies, it's all athletes and hippies. It's a fake major. It's like if you don't want to put in the work for a no. history or an English degree, you go get an American Studies degree. You know it's true. You can't say it because you're, you're, no, no. you're behind the no. academic wall of silence. It's bullshit. No offense no, no, to no, Ann no. Fabian. She's the best. No, 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 no. Some of my coolest students are American studies majors. Oh, and some of my classes count for American studies. Your coolest, your coolest students. Studies. Not your best students. Yeah. Your coolest students. Well, some of my best students, truth be told, are assholes. Wow. Look but my coolest students, yeah. I mean, there are different ways of, of, of defining best. I mean, some of my best students, they might not do everything perfectly. They might not make A's, but they're creative and they're interesting and they're open and they're engaged and, you know, they're not grubbing for grades. And Well, I can tell you, we're, tw- and, uh, we're 20 minutes into this and I can what? say, I, we are 20 minutes into this and I can say if I had more professors who sounded like you, I would have had a better time in college because you sound like you're someone who's into figuring <laughs> stuff out and helping young people figure stuff out and I didn't have enough of that. Yeah. Yeah. I worry about my students. You see, I do. You're really into it. You said and you love it. You worry about them. You love it. I do love it. I do love it. I don't love all of the, there's a lot of political shit that I don't love. And there's a lot of uh, administrative shit that I hate. Yeah. And what's going on right now in universities is awful. Like what? And what's going on, you know, What's going on in universities right now is awful. They're becoming really corporate. It's all about the sports. It's all about the sports now. Yeah, and all about profit. And, you know, it's not necessarily about the students and about, you know, what they're going to do when they graduate. I'm friends with a lot of my students who have graduated, and it's it's rough out there. Yeah. Do you teach at a big school? Yeah. No, it's a very small school. Yeah, it's good. Very that's small. You that's, and not. that's where I made a mistake. I went to Rutgers. Forty thousand people. Yeah. Forty thousand students. Yeah, so did I. You went to Rutgers. I went to a big school too, undergrad. Yeah. I went to a big school too, undergrad. It's it's tough. You yeah. get lost. 
Yeah, not recommend. Everybody should go to Wesleyan. Everybody should go to Wesleyan or Worcester <laughs> or Bard. That's where I or SUNY Purchase. That's my shit. Everybody should go to a weirdo school in yeah. the Catskills. That's where you gotta go. <laughs> Some weirdo school. Everybody, your major can be uh, supposedly at Bard. Someone who went to Bard told me that they knew someone who, as their th- senior thesis, they built a bong that was like eleven feet high. Everybody go to Bard and SUNY Purchase and SUNY New Paltz. That's where everybody needs to go. I would love, I would love to direct that thesis. Oh yeah, I bet you would. That's critical thinking. <laughs> yeah, I would blend a lot of critical theory into that. I, I bring some French philosophy into that. It would be a really cool bond. Well, that's cool. Well, I, I feel like I'm talking too much, so I'm I'm not going to interrupt anymore. Okay. So you tell me where are All we right. going? Where are we going? <laughs> We've talked love, Pressure. sex, time, space. <laughs> you told us about the flaws of love, the university sex, system. Time. The flaws of the universe, time, space, love, sex. Those are my topics, right? I laid those out. Mm-hmm. Paris, Paris. Mm-hmm. Paris. Paris is sexy. Paris is very, very sexy. It is. I like so hearing, you. See my my dilemma. So I like you're not the you're what? not some you're not a stuffy epidemic. You're not some stuffy ep- academic out there. <laughs> you're like no. Paris is sexy and my boyfriend's <laughs> got and I'm horny and it's a bad combo. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, and and I have a few ex boyfriends here who are around. Oh. So there are a lot of challenges. Oh, yeah, that, you said my dilemma and you meant it. What? You said the phrase, that's my dilemma, and you meant you're in a dilemma. Well, yeah, I guess so. I guess, no, I'm not. It it, it could reach dilemma status, but it hasn't. It hasn't. So, but yeah, no, he knows about the boyfriends here, and and so he's he's pretty tense right now that I'm here. So, yeah, it adds to the tension. Yeah. That's rough. How long have you been dating the boyfriend? Oh, well, this is interesting. Uh, we've just been dating for a few months, but we've dated twice before. He's my double ex-boyfriend. We've broken up <laughs> twice before. We've dated over a span of 15 years and gotten back together twice. What? Yeah. So you, you first dated him in yep. 2001? Yeah. How long? Yep. How long did you date? Nine eleven. Nine eleven. Yeah, let's just yeah. let's just randomly say that. Just say nine eleven out of nowhere. You didn't start dating on nine eleven. You were dating. I was no, in college. No, I was. I was in a class with Professor Ann Fabian when nine eleven happened. It all comes oh around God. inside the chronotope. Everything connects. Oh, it does. It does. So, I think this chronotope is meaningful in I, many ways. We might never understand it. No, I think you and I will be the two who understand least the impact of this chronotope. <laughs> now tell me about these stretches. How long were these prior stretches of dating? I'm going to come out and say it this call. I, I need to take a breath. A little hot and bothered. Let's hear from some sponsors. And then we'll return to this surprisingly sexual content. Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Sometimes it feels like there aren't enough hours in the day, especially when you're working past the nine to five. We all know if you do your own thing, you got to hustle, you got you to gotta put in the hours. And, and guess what? If you're wasting hours by still making time-consuming trips to the post office, you need a better way. 
Use stamps.com. With stamps.com, get the postage you need the instant you need it. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package right from your computer, your printer, quick and easy. You'll save money with stamps.com too. It is just a fraction of the cost of one of those expensive postage meters. Plus, you'll get special postage discounts you can't even find at the post office. You know, I'm somebody who's always been a self-starter. This means I've sold t-shirts out of my house. I've sold books out of my house. Do you know what it's like to schlep down to the post office with those things, a big, a big bag of packages and get in a line? Everybody looks at you with the side eye because they know you're the guy who's going to take forever. No, 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 my friends. Stamps.com erases all of that social anxiety. Right now, sign up for stamps.com and use my promo code BEAUTIFUL for this special offer. Four-week trial plus $110 bonus offer, including postage and a digital scale. Get started with stamps.com today. Within minutes, you'll be printing postage right from your desk. Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in BEAUTIFUL. That's stamps.com. Enter BEAUTIFUL. Therapy can and should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. And this is exactly what Talkspace is. Only with Talkspace do you get unlimited messaging to your dedicated licensed therapist for just $32 a week. Join over 300,000 users who already know that with Talkspace, you can text, audio message, or video message your therapist as many times as you want without having to wait a week for your next appointment. Because with Talkspace, your therapist is always in your pocket or on your computer. And now you can even schedule a live video session with your therapist right from your smartphone. Everyone knows I'm a big advocate of therapy. I go all the time myself and, and really feel like it's had such an effect on my life. And, and Talkspace is the exact type of thing that I think can make people's lives a little easier to sort out. And I hope that if you're someone who needs a therapist, uh, you'll look into treatment and maybe Talkspace is that perfect treatment for you. Visit Talkspace.com beautiful for a special $30 discount of your first month or download the Talkspace app on the Apple or Android app store and use coupon code beautiful. Talkspace therapy for how we live today. Thank you to all our sponsors. You helped make this show happen. Let's get back to the call. Now tell me about these stretches. How long were these prior stretches of dating? So we dated for a couple of years, and then uh, we uh, broke up, and we got back together briefly three years later for a summer, and then we recently started talking again in January or February. So I have a number of questions. Um, yeah, go ahead. Did he have his kids before the first time you dated, or have they been born in the 15-year stretch that you two have uh, have bounced around this relationship? Yeah, they were, they were born in between the second and the third time we dated. Wow, and how does that make you feel? I, I like his kids. I think they're great. And... Uh, uh, you don't have. Yeah, to, I mean, I, you don't have to say anything. You don't. You're clearly. I'm asking you a question. You don't want to answer, and you can just say, "I don't want to answer that." No, no, no. I I don't know how it makes me feel. Like I, I'm really happy for him because he loves his kids and he gets a lot out of it. And I've met his kids and I like them a lot. There's some some tension with the ex with me because because. The second time we dated, it was because he broke up with her to get back together with me. And then, so there's some, there's a little bit of a, uh, a love, there's some issues there. A love but I triangle. Think she's cool with it now. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Wow. And now a little you, bit, yeah. Now, now you said he's nervous about you having some ex-boyfriends over there. Again, you don't have to answer this, but in well, your in your past, was there ever? Did, were you? It sounds like you guys were leaving other people for each other. Did, were you leaving each other for other people? It's a pattern. No, no, there isn't a pattern there with me. Um, mm -hmm. No, no, no. But he he did break up with this person and got back together with me and then went back to her. But no, I never I never cheated on him or or broke up with him to be with someone else. Wow. But, you know, I think he's, he's, more, he's more upset about how much I love Paris and how important it is to me to be here. 
part-time. And, uh-huh. you know, that just makes him sad because that means we're going to be apart unless he can figure out a way to come here too. Yeah. So I, I just want to be clear on the timeline. Him. You're saying he dated, he dated you, then he dated her. Yeah. Then he dated yeah. you again. Then he dated her yeah. again and had two kids. And now he's dating you again. Yeah. yeah. Well, this guy must be something <laughs> yeah. really special. This guy must be a truly remarkable human being. Because he, you got to have he a. Is to me. I, but I'm just saying this very genuinely. You have to bring a lot of the table to uh, to have people. How would I say it? Navigate that drama. It's got to be worth it. This has to be a special person. Yeah, yeah. Is it drama? It is a lot of drama, Chris, isn't it? I would say yeah. by most people's standards who are listening, <laughs> the idea that he has had an off-and-on-again relationship with, with two different women and has produced children with them in the midst of the on-and-off-again, yes, that would qualify by most people's standards as drama. <laughs> Instead, most of us aren't freewheeling college professors to take off for Paris Talk about strange uh, space-time <laughs> continuum things. So you're so right. There is a lot of drama, and, yeah. and he is worth it. I would say, by most people's standards, <laughs> you're. This sounds like the definition of drama. It's the actual definition of drama. Wow, you're so right. You're so right. Yeah, it's so weird because I see him as one of the least drama-filled relationships I've had. So that says something about me, I guess. Wow. So you, uh, what's yeah. your, what's, what's your, what's the deal? What's the deal? We're 30 minutes in and we've talked about a lot. <laughs> we've talked a long time for me to be going, what's the deal? What's the deal? What do you mean? With me? Yeah. I like what it. Do you mean? I like the because de- you, you're like a you're you're describe. Okay, can I just be frank? And this might be a little crass. I'm and I don't usually go crass on this no. podcast. You've described this no, world. No, be frank and crass. You've described. You're like this, like academic. You've you've basically based just on conversation. Like anyone who has like a nerdy professor fetish, you sound like the dream. Yeah. Of like an over-sexualized <laughs> professor who just travels the world being horny and getting involved in love triangles. Wow. That's what I'm... Wow. That's, yeah. I don't mean to offend, but I just... All I can do is react to what I... You're like a super smart sexual person who just travels the world thinking about sex and love triangles based on what I know... <laughs> Over 32 minutes. Would you say that's unfair? No, no, yeah. Yep, no, it's not unfair. You are Fair. A, you are a teenager's Fair. fantasy. You're a teenager's <laughs> fantasy. That's what you are. But I think there are a lot of people like me. Okay. Actually. Okay. You're the first one I've met. <laughs> I think some of the stereotypes about professors and about women might, I don't know, might be a little bit off. Yeah, I guess that's true. There's a certain stuffiness associated with academics, but in my experience, cultures that are viewed as stuffy from the outside are actually pretty passionate and sexual on the inside, like marching band. Yeah. Marching band is just a bunch of teenagers (laughs) fucking like rabbits for at band camp. And improv. I come from the the improv world. Everybody's awkward, and then everybody's all of a sudden making out in the booths at a bar in front of each other. Everything everything nerdy is secretly sexual. That's true. That's true. We could talk about Freud if you want. Oh, walk me through. I'll... Listen, I'm going to tell you something. A lot of times with this podcast, if there's one issue, it's that I get restless and I start steamrolling. I'm following you wherever you go. Okay, lady? I'm following you. You keep walking me into gold mines. Most people never stumble into a chronotope, let let alone follow it up with a 15-year-long love triangle. 
let alone and they're and none of them are in Paris. They're all in the suburbs of Pennsylvania or something. Everything about this is fascinating. <laughs> you told you tell show me where we're going. Well, I mentioned Freud. Right? I mean, should we go with Freud now? Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that Freud says. Like, you know, for civilization civilization to exist, you, I mean, it's it's a sublimation of like really intense, kinky, uh, sexual pa- passions. You know, so civilization is built on kink repressed. And so what you're saying about the nerdy, the, the most nerdy cultures, of course, they're going to be the most repressed, right? They're going to have the most, well, maybe they might not be repressed, but from the outside, you wouldn't think that they were wildly sexual, but, but they are, right? Okay. Okay. I'm listening. My ears are <laughs> wide open. My ears are wide open. Do, are, you yeah. always, are, you, are you always focused on sexuality or is that just in this phone call with me? <laughs> You you asked me to talk about, you said, no, you said, to be fair, you said, okay, so we've talked about time and space and love, but you haven't said anything about sex. And, and then, so I was going on that topic. That was just some right? god, goddamn gasoline right on the fire, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Okay. Freud. I'm more of a cognitive behavioral therapy man myself. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. I love cognitive behavioral therapy. It saved my life. Yeah, my, but my I'd thing, like to read Freud. Yeah, I haven't read much Freud. I read a little. Who's wrote the Art of Loving? Eric Fromm. I read that one. Yeah. No psychoanalysis. That's some crazy shit to read. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, it's not necessarily useful, I think, for people, uh, but. It's, uh, it's wild stuff. I always say... It's more wild than you would think. I always feel like if you get something out of it, that's the best. There's probably a lot of people who would look at the type of therapy I do and say, I don't see the use in that. And I would say, that's fair. Find the thing that you do see the use in. Yeah. So you've been in therapy for a long time? I was in therapy, let's see, from 2002 to 2004, and then I took some years off. It wasn't the wisest move, and now ever since 2007, right. 2007 till present day, I've been seeing the same shrink, coming up on my 10-year anniversary with my shrink. That's awesome. Yeah. I, it's I so good to find a good shrink. Yeah, I've been seeing my shrink. I didn't start uh, dating the woman who's now my wife until 2012. Started seeing my shrink five years before that. It's crazy. Yeah? Yeah, it's nuts. It's cool. Wait, no, you didn't start dating. No, wait, hold on. I just lost the plot a little bit because our connection is bad. You didn't start dating your shrink and marry her, right? <laughs> no. Is that what you said? No, 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 no. I married a... Di- I was saying I've been seeing my shrink since 2007. I started dating my wife in 2012. I was pointing out the... Okay, so what's I was the... Con- using- I was using an example to show the length of time, the long nature of my relationship with my shrink. It was meant to be an aside, and now it has come to dominate our uh, conversation. Okay. All right. So what you're saying is you've been seeing your shrink longer than you've been married. Yes. That is the simple okay. way to say what I tried to say okay. in convoluted fashion that confused us both. Okay. Thank you for your clear communication <laughs> okay. skills honed through many years of classroom communication. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So what? No, I have a great shrink too. And, and I, I, you know, I don't think Freud is exactly useful to actually help people. Fair. But fun to read and think about. Yes. Do you have, do you have a shrink in, in Paris? You got a French shrink? Oh God, no. The French love psychoanalysis. They do. Um, no, no. I have an American shrink who is awesome. And, when and you she t- hates it when I talk about Freud. Hates it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to imagine for a shrink, having a patient who's a college professor is, is not, um, they don't love when you're smarter than them. Not that I would know. Hold uh, on, a French, uh, hold on, a French Uber driver is asking me something. 
Qu'est-ce que tu fais C'est savoir le numéro de l'image. Ah, une passage de l'océan. C'est là. Non. Non. Non, désolée, non. Sorry, sorry, okay. Chris, are you there? Do you have to go because you and that guy fell in love? <laughs> I didn't fall in love with the Uber driver, no. Isn't that how it works in France? Isn't that how it works in Paris? <laughs> no. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. It's crazy. So no. how, mon- how, much long- no, no. <laughs> how much longer are you in Paris? Only a couple of weeks. And then I will go home. Oh, a couple of weeks. So you're, on the, oh, you're almost on the other side of this. Your boyfriend has nothing to worry about. I am. I know. I know. I know. But it, it, it's, uh, yeah, instead of getting easier, it's gotten more difficult. The distance is hard. Yeah, I get it. It's, Living so in two different chronotopes. Yeah. Yeah. Time, space. <laughs> so you're right at the finish line. Yeah. You're right at the finish line, and it's at, it's at its worst. Yeah, right? Yes, that's exactly what's happening. Wow. Exactly what's happening. You think you're going to be able to uh, withstand? You think you're going to be able to stay strong? What do you mean? With the whole... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With the whole... Staying maintaining f- the FaceTime chronotope, yeah. staying in love. Avoiding those so exes. we can see each other again. Yes, avoiding those exes who he's, he's so worried about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has nothing to worry about, good. really. No, That's good. I'm, I'm good at avoiding the access. It's a big, big city. It's good. a big, big city. So I've heard. Um, but the reentry will be diff- difficult. Difficult. You think you know, readjusting think. back to the American life? Right. How come? Is it hard? Yeah. You've, you've done this se- seven. This is the seventh summer you've done this. Yep. What is it? What is it? You, you yeah. Don't, you don't like coming back. Um, it's just so different and there's so much going on in the U.S. right now and I'm seeing it from a distance and I don't know, I'm a little bit shielded from it and it's just, it's difficult every year because here I get, I just get away from all the noise for a while because my French isn't perfect, so... I can tune it out <laughs> mm-hmm. and I can just write and be by myself and be with my friends and, you know, be in a different chronotope. And then when I go back, it's impossible to, you know, it's, it's just it's a lot. Yeah. You just have to and start. And then, you know, I don't know if you've, you've ever been separated from your partner for a long time. And then when you get back, there's some readjusting to do. Yeah. You know? Do you guys live together? So, no. You don't. No. So, but you get we back. We stay together a lot. You get back. You're feeling each other out. You're wondering if it's the same. Has that time apart affected things in any way? Who's this person? Yeah. I don't get to stretch out in the bed yeah. anymore. Hello? Yeah. Hello? Oh, something weird just happened. There is a... Uh, yeah, no, he he's worried. I'm not as worried as he is because he, he he he's a musician and he used to go on tour and when he'd come back, things would be weird with, with different girlfriends. And so now he's really worried that the same thing's going to happen when I come back. And So he thinks you're like out for revenge. Hello? Hello? Where's the, is the sex, sexy sexy American professor in France? Are you you're there? No, you're gone. We lost her. We lost the sexy professor. I guess she and I'll have to meet in another chronotope someday. And there you have it, listeners. The second ever call cut short in the history beautiful anonymous. I don't think she hung up. I think either her phone died or the power of Parisian love made it explode. Something along those lines. But she didn't seem mad about anything. That was a, uh, I don't know if I could have handled 15 more minutes of that call. That was a, uh, 
very smart, intense, sexual person with a lot to say. I hope, caller, if you're out there listening in Paris and we're helping you uh, get through your final days there, I hope you enjoy your time in Paris. I hope you reacclimate with the boyfriend. I hope it all goes well, and I hope you help uh, young people find the enthusiasm about education that many of us don't have. You sounded like a real good person and a person who looks out. So thank you for calling. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, John Delore, for all your work. Thank you, Greta Cohn, for making this show happen. Thank you to Shell Shag for the intro music. If you want to know more about me, where I'll be touring as a stand-up comedian, chrisgeth.com. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. It helps so much, guys. I want to move back up those charts. I want to, I want to really uh, stick it to these people, show these people that real stories from real human beings, actual honest human beings with something to say is entertaining, and, uh, and that's as entertaining as anything that's celebrity-driven or overproduced. Let's uh, keep making it happen. Thank you guys for all your support. Beautiful Anonymous. Now, you might, you might be thinking about coming back or maybe not coming back to this podcast, but I'm going to tease you. I'm going to give you a little bit. Here's what you might hear next time. I'm crying. My mom, I'm like, I'm never going to be an actor. And I show her, and then she just freaks out. She's like, where are your teeth? We're going back to get your teeth. <laughs> and so she goes pounds on the uh, door, and she's like, I need my son's teeth. And then she get, they bring the teeth out in a little weed baggie. She takes me over to this like emergency dentist. They happen to be the dentist there that could do the surgery to put my teeth back in and sew them back in. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous. Hey, folks, it's me, Mark Marin. And if you love podcasts you don't want to miss, now hear this. A really big podcasting festival coming in October to the Los Angeles area. Come see me and lots of shows you love. More than 30 great podcasts live on six stages. It'll be a weekend full of laughs, storytelling, and your favorite hosts up close. You've got Earwolf favorites like Comedy Bang Bang and with special guest Lauren Lapkus. Plus, more great shows like Brilliant Idiots, Criminal, and The Moth. And I'm doing a special WTF as well. Do a VIP pass for meet and greets with your favorite hosts. Sit up close in reserved seating. Hang out in the VIP lounge and get more special perks as well. It all happens at Now Hear This, October 28th through the 30th in Anaheim, California, right near Los Angeles. Don't miss it. Go to NowHearThisFest.com to buy your tickets. Okay? Good. Great. This has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.